Welcome back to the Chasing Daylight, everybody. On the uh, horn with me, I've got a special guest, uh, Mr. Mike McGonnell, the winner of the most recent VGN outing, the Overseed Invitational out at Coyote Springs. How you doing tonight, man? I'm great, man. How are you? You you got to be flying a little high right now. Uh, I'm flying a lot of bit high. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Yeah, yes, yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, so you had yourself a hell of a day out there. I did. I uh, one of the all the way back from when I first started playing with Joe. One of the uh, common phrases that you'll hear from me is, "I figured some shit out." And you figured uh, <laughs> some shit out. <laughs> I uh, this week actually, I I think I honestly really did figure some stuff out. I worked a lot of. Um, it was a lot of my setup and just being comfortable over the ball and making sure the movements were exactly the same every time. Um, so I figured out a lot of that, and I was able to hit the ball straight for once <laughs> throughout nice. the whole 18 holes. You know? um, I was uh, Joe and I were talking about it. I was really surprised that 6,200 yards really fucked with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It took Joe completely out of his game. Yep. Dan, as great of an iron player as he is, and that's all he pretty much played off the tee, it threw him off. Um, I played like a horse's ass, so I was yeah. not there from the beginning. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, what did you think of, of that course at that yardage? It was weird. So I think I've played Coyote maybe four times. And the last time I played there was when we all went out for Mitch's Revenge. So I just went from like extreme opposites of <laughs> the longest to the shortest. You know what I mean? Um, for me, uh, right now, I'm not hitting my driver well, and it's not going long when I do make contact. So I think the short course definitely was like my advantage. Um, but it's it's just so weird seeing it from such a different you know length. Uh, you know, there's a lot of carries that aren't there anymore. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the yeah. The I've never played right it from that tee box. It's always been either the blue or the back. Yeah. And um, you know, 6,200 yards, it's not, I mean, it's not short, short, but it's no, no, no. it's shorter compared to what we're used to playing out here. Yeah. And even I was a couple holes, I'm like, wow, this is a completely different golf yeah. course. I think the one that got me, I don't remember, um, I don't remember what part three it is, but it's one where the, the lake is on the right-hand side. 17? I think or, it's, seven, is it 17? Or, or, or eight. I think it might be number eight. It was one of those, but... Uh, I just remember Mitch's revenge. It was like 250 yards to that green. Yeah, that's eight. That's eight. And it's like, it's very tricky because the pin is like kind of tucked toward that lake. So it kind of forces you to like, you're going to go pin hunting or are you just going to try to get to the green? And seeing it from where we were on the white tees, it was like, oh, it's it's right there. Like I can just hit something normal and get it over there. You know what I mean? Get over, yeah. About it. <laughs> I, uh, Joe and I both came up short in the lake. Okay. So we had to drop. He sticks it to like four feet. I chunked mine and left myself a sixty footer that I made. Nice. So that nice. was that was fun. But that yeah, that hole is tough, man. Yeah. I, really tough. But the course it was in great shape. 
Amazing um, shape, yeah. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to do this event out there was because the majority of the town is is closed right now for overseeding. Yep. Coyote doesn't, and the conditions out there are just amazing. Yeah. It's so uh, I was, uh, That course is a hidden gem. It's, it's something such a that hidden gem. I, I, I always forget about Coyote, and then when someone mentions it, it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. It's always in good shape. Yeah. The, the bunkers are treacherous, but they're always in good shape. You know, you don't ever have, you know, grass growing out of the bunkers or hard pan in them. It's always good, good bunkering. Greens were rolling really good. They were very soft. Yes. Um, but rolled well. They did. Yeah, I uh, I didn't have any cell signal out there. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so I I couldn't see what anybody was doing yeah. uh, until I got in. Joe Joe had his signal, so he was updating us a little bit, and he's like, "Mikey's having himself a day." Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, oh shit!" And so uh, I got into the, the clubhouse and was updating everything, and I saw where you're at. And I'm like, "Man, you know, he brings it." It's it's kind of funny. I wonder if because um, I didn't have signal either. So Cliff was the one person in our group that had signal. And he was updating everyone's scores for us. And then he would, like, kind of tell us where we were in the standings every few holes. And, you know, not seeing, like, the 18 birdies on my watch and seeing where I was, I think might have helped me. Because, I mean, I I still shot, like, kind of crappy, like a 99. But it's not being able to see how far down I am might have helped me out because it was kind of like, yo, just play the hole. You know what I mean? Not a thought in, yeah. that you're worrying about. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's when I don't look, I play so much better. Yeah. <laughs> than when I, but I'm, I want to know what everybody's doing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough for me. So um, you said you didn't play well in 99, but I mean, what, what's your index at right now? Uh, I think I'm at a 23 something, 23. Yeah, so I mean, you're, like this is one of the things that I, I do enjoy about a net league is – if you play to your ability, you're going to do well. Yeah. You know, um, a person, you know, I'm playing horseshit to my index right now, so right. I'm really having a hard time. Uh, Joe's playing pretty much true to his index, so um, he's always right in it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you shot under your handicap, and, I mean, there wasn't one person that was under par with their index. Right. Um, and that's just shows you that the course was playing playing tough. Yeah. I liked it. There was no win the first 10 yeah. holes, 12 holes. And it co- came out of nowhere. A couple of times I was like, man, I could really use a breeze right now. Cause yeah, yeah. it was mm, nasty. We got it so, kind of rough for like two holes and then it just disappeared again. Yeah. That's, that's coyote though, man. Yeah. I've, that, I told Joe, I said, I don't think I've ever been out here with no wind. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> weird. It was it's like playing Paiute with no wind. It yeah, just yeah. doesn't happen. Yep. So you also brought home three skins. I did. I did. So you had a really good day. I did. I had a great day. <laughs> so you, you got the first place prize for winning the net. Yeah. You got three skins in the net skins game. Got the $150 true gift card. Yeah. You you made a haul, man. It was, I did. I did. And, I mean, technically I won the Twisted Panda thing too. But oh, yeah, to, yeah. I had to give that away because I... <laughs> <laughs> that was very kind of you too. Yeah, yeah. A reward it was a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening for me that day. Yeah, did you uh, drive down to State Line buy a lotto ticket? Because uh, I should have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely should have. So the the skin you got on three was uh, a bogey net bird, yep. so that was nice. But fifteen and sixteen, which fifteen is kind of an easy hole, and then sixteen is a monster par five. You parred both of those, 
Yeah. Net bird, net bird. That's that's good stuff coming down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near the uh, so I think it was on fourteen or thirteen. Cliff told me that I had the lead by like a stroke or something like that. And I was like, oh, dude, why'd you tell me that? You why'd know? you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kind of, I pumped myself up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to par the last four holes. Let's like, let's go. And, uh, it happened for the last, for the first two, 15, 16, and then, uh, 17, 18 didn't go as planned, but yeah, I was just, I was in my head and I was like, yo, let's get this pars. It, uh, 18 can be, a uh, uh, challenging hole yeah um, from the back it's ridiculously long yeah from where we played it was crazy short yep <laughs> uh joe tell you about his tee shot he did yeah <laughs> yeah just stupid yeah um but yeah that can be that can be a tough hole so but i i was glad to see you win um as much as i want to win one of these events yeah, this yeah, year for sure it was nice seeing your name up there so congrats to that. thank you thank you so um I wanted to go- talk a little bit more with you about golf because you're uh, relatively new to the game. Yep. Uh, how long have you been playing for now? I think I'm somewhere around like two and a half years, something like that. Um, what What got you involved in golf? Uh, Joe, Joe Keith, 1,000%. <laughs> um, you know, me and him, we used to work together, and he would come in every day, and he would, like, bring his coffee in, and he'd sit down and he would, you know, this is before I knew anything about golf. So for me, I was like, I didn't know what he was doing, but he would be getting on and he's like, you know, he's looking at stats and he's looking at who's playing this week because he's getting his bets ready. And, you know, just just all in on golf, because I think this was he was a year in to playing. And so it was kind of like all or nothing for him. And um just seeing how passionate he was and him like getting in my head like, yo, you should get some sticks. You should get some sticks. And I'm like, dude, no, like the where I grew up, you know, we're not exposed to golf. Golf is like this elitist, like old man, white sport that I'm yeah. not, you know, going to play, you know, and um, we don't see it. And you don't you don't have any like exposure to it. So him telling me to get into golf, it's like, dude, no, like that's lame. Like, I'll never do it. <laughs> and um, I think the the straw that broke the camel's back was me messing with him it was when tiger won at the masters i just was messing with joe and i'm like oh tiger's gonna win it you know what i mean like i didn't know i just know tiger woods i didn't know anybody else you know and he won it and then i got kind of excited because i was like damn i was like okay and then i think it was like one night uh went to top golf with some friends and you know that'll do it to you you hit the if you could hit yeah, the back net one time, you know what I mean, which is only like two thirties, not even anything crazy, but it makes you feel like, oh, I'm a pro, like I could do this. I could like, do let's, this. Let's yeah. go, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I went out, and then Joe was like, uh, I told Joe I was thinking I'm gonna get into it, and then he started like finding like used bags on Craigslist and stuff for me, and or not on eBay, and he's like, yo, there's this one, there's this one, and uh, not knowing anything about golf, still I. Uh, um, I bought a full bag of Cleveland clubs. They were like 20 years old because I thought they were from like Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm from. Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> I didn't know they're from. No, they're from. They're from California. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was like for me, it was like a bunch of things that in my head, I'm just like, okay, this is cool. Like, this is I love like my hometown, and I'm like, all right, 
that's cool. There's clubs named after it. I'm going to go with those. We're going to get this rolling and we're going to do it. You know what I mean? So, so, um, you, you bring up a, a really good subject, uh, you know, golf, not being an option for you growing up. Yeah. Um, being new to the sport, I can tell you a hundred percent. You're right about yeah. how it was, but it, was. it has, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's changing big time. And, um, I'm so happy to see you out there. Yeah. Um, I, I love, I love the variety that golf brings to the table. I love all the different, you know, age groups, genders, races, everything. Everybody can come out and find a spot in golf, which I don't think that's possible in every sport. Nope. Um, but what, what is it about golf for you that makes it, makes you keep coming back now that you know that there is a space for you? Man, it's, you know, no matter how terrible or how great you play, and I think it's it can go to the extent of each of those opposites, you can have one great shot around, just one, and it's nothing like it in the world that gives you that feeling of, like, satisfaction and accomplishment, all with one little two-second, you know, feel of you hitting the ball perfectly, it going exactly where you wanted it to go, and just watching the ball fly. And like, it's just something about that that it just it it takes you and it pulls you in and doesn't let go you know what i mean and um i think you know golf is is great on many levels because like you said you know it's one of those weird games where an amateur and a pro even though realistically the line is very long but it feels like there's a thin line between you. You know what I mean? It's like, well, there's nothing holding me back from going out and beating Dustin Johnson or something like that. It's just a matter of practice yeah. and, you know, repetition, whatever. Realistically, chances of that happen are probably slim to none because you don't realize how great those guys are <sighs> until so you real, you know what I mean? Until you really get into it. But I think the the fact of like, you know, I could go do this is like, it's that like opportunity and that, you know, there's, the possibilities are endless in golf. And, um, and then on top of that, just being out there for four hours or, you know, however long you're out there and being able to be with nature and just like kind of enjoy what you're doing, detach from your screens for a few hours and, you know, just breathe, breathe air. You know what I mean? Fresh air, walking with your buddies, you know, talking some shit with them. And, you know, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. It's one of the, good things if it's even possible to say that about covid yeah. is a lot of people have realized that golf's pretty pretty awesome man. yeah you can you can be outside you can get in some fresh air get in yeah. some exercise hang with your friends and then there's a sport side of it yeah that is there as well and then depending on you how competitive you are or how exactly. chill you are you can bring in all kinds of different elements so i'm glad you're finding a space yeah. I'm glad that golf has changed that has allowed that now. Yeah. Um, I hope it continues on that path. Yeah, most definitely. And then um, two really quick before we move on, just right. as far as golf goes, I mean, for, I feel like this happens for anybody and I don't even mean this on, you know, a job level or anything like that, but just the friendships that you can make being a single and just going out there, you know what I mean? You might end up with a group of three other guys that you've never met before but you have one common goal, which is to go out and play this course and you could become best friends with them. I've met so many people and the relationships I've made from golf have been crazy in two and a half it's years. It's nuts, right? Yeah. 
It's nuts. It's I, insane. I've been saying it. It goes back to the beginning of this podcast is golf brings people together yeah. unlike any other sport. Yep. You know, and and uh, <laughs> early early on in the show when I was recording with Ryan, I said, you you know it's a unique sport when you can be walking through the grocery store and you see somebody yeah. with a Callaway hat. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, hey, golfer. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, you just you just know. And, it, yeah. and it's it's a, a community that, hey, that, that guy right there has gone through the exact same thing that I've gone through. Yep. So you kind of connect. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a neat thing. So what What's your goals for your golf life? For my... Where do you, you want to take the game? So... For a very long time, well, you know, two years, it's when I first started, it's like, okay, playing with Joe was kind of tricky because he's just a fucking natural and tell me about it. And he excelled so much just in, you know, the time that I knew him where I was like, okay, you, I started thinking like, okay, I'm going to excel at the same pace. I'm a year behind him in a year. I'll be in, you know, my handicap will be in the teens and then. And the next year, I'll be with him in the tens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's not it's not that easy for everyone. You know what I mean? Um, for me, in the beginning, I wanted to. You know, everybody wants to be the best and have a shot at going for U.S. Open or whatever you want to do. Um, and for me now, dude, I just I would like to steadily see the handicap decline. Um, in the short term, I definitely want to get down to like the 15 and under on my handicap and the f- like long-term future is kind of wherever I'm up in the air with it. But, uh, short term is just keep grinding at it. You know what I mean? So what is something about golf that has surprised you that when you picked it up, you had no idea it was going to be what it is? Like what's been a surprise that you weren't expecting? I guess uh, I have to say the passion that it brings behind you and not just for the game, but in life. I mean, all the way from, you know, clothing brands like we were talking before to relationships to just how you feel. I mean, I know for me, the night before I go play golf. I, nine times out of ten, I can't go to sleep just because I'm excited <laughs> to go play. And I right? could play five times in a row, you know, five days in a row, and I'm going to be excited every single time that I am about to get up to go play. Um, I think it's the, uh, you know, it truly is like uh, kind of almost like a meditation or whatever when you're out there, and it, it truly does help with your with your mental health, in my opinion. And I think those that's been the biggest surprise of just knowing that, like, yo, if I'm having a stressful day or a week or whatever the case may be, at the end of the week, at the very least, I'm going to get out for one round and I'm going to have, you know, three to five hours where I don't have to think about anything. I can just go enjoy my day. And I'm detaching from screens. I'm detaching from everything. And I'm just going to be out there, whether I'm walking or riding, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to go and enjoy. And I think that solitude that golf brings is probably the most surprising thing for me. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I've, I found a, with club building and, and building my own sets and all that stuff. It's, it's another thing I I can go out there and just tinker and work on stuff. Yeah. And it's a complete distraction from, you know, everyday real life. Yep. So, and, but I do that with like, if I'm 
really frustrated, I will just go to the range, yep. get a bucket, yeah. and just work. Yep. And it, it really that yeah, that's a that's a great great uh Yeah, it's it's look. it's nothing better. So uh you recently have connected with somebody that's really big in the influencer world. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing, who you're doing it with, and what, what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, uh, Roger Steele, who has shot up over the last year influencer-wise, um, and in the golf genre, which is, you know, the very niche little genre, um, you know, I just, I connected with him through Instagram, like I'm sure many people have, you know, and um, <clears throat> it started with just, you know, Hey, if you're ever in Vegas, let me know. Like, let's get a round in. Let's let's have some fun and uh, maybe we'll shoot a video or something. And that relationships kept building, and we you know chatted here and there. And um, he came to Vegas. He had to shoot some stuff for Five Iron, and he needed some uh, some help with the shooting. Hit me up, and we went down. I helped him shoot, and we just kind of hit it off. Um, he's a great guy. He's generally like who you see behind the camera. Or in front of the camera, I should say, is who he is behind the camera and just in That's real good life. To hear. He's he's such a genuine good guy. Um, he truly loves like all his followers, like you know, probably too much. Um, <laughs> you know, he always tries to answer everybody's DMs or or comments and anything about it. Um, but just getting to know him, you know, I was like, bro, I you know, I want to work with you. Like, how whatever that space may be let's make it happen and uh during this last year so he owns hype media which is a media company and um during this last year he pretty much kind of you know when covid hit he kind of lost all the business that he had going for it which is what made him turn to himself and kind of say all right let me put all of this into myself and see what happens and i mean if you're in the golf community I mean, obviously, some people outside of the golf community know him, too, but definitely in the golf community. I mean, we all know that he blew up um, with his Real Talk videos. and <laughs> Those are so good. Yeah. And then what happened was when that happened, everybody that was working with Hype Media started rolling back and then some. You know what I mean? And, well, now he's got to try to balance his, you know, new fame and influencer uh, ship and his actual business. So during last year, um, I just freelanced a bunch for him, uh, did a bunch of little side jobs and projects. And then um, later on this year, uh, that, like right around July, August, you know, we just had a conversation and it was like, yo, let's, you know, do this full time. Come work for me, come work for Hype Media and we'll get it rolling. And that's so good. Dude. That's so, so yeah, awesome, two, two months in and it's honestly like probably the the best decision I think I ever made in my life. It's definitely been the happiest I've been, you know, having a good job anyway, you know, and yeah. uh, just that relationship is, is just, it gets better as the days go on, you know, in, in long, in, summing it up. Uh, thanks, Joe Keith. Yeah. 1000%. Which <laughs> it's, it, it's so crazy, man. Cause like, you know, I mean, obviously like me and Joe met, under different circumstances, but he introduced me to golf and the people I've met through golf, you know what I mean? Is, has been like 
ridiculous. And it's got me to the point where I am now, where I'm doing something that I truly love to do, that I wanted to do. And I had no idea how to get into this space. And it's it's brought all that and then some, you know, to the table for me. Yeah, two years ago, you, you think you'd be working for Roger Steele? No. No way. It's it's amazing, man. Yeah. It's so awesome. So you just recently went to Bandon <sighs> yes. with, with them. Yes. What was that like for you? Different experience because I was obviously there to, to film. Yeah, you didn't get you didn't get I to didn't play, get play a lot, but but um, it was still such an amazing, beautiful place, and um, you know we're going to be having these videos roll out here shortly in the next month, but it's truly like if you're, it's kind of weird because what we wanted to do is like we wanted to be one of those things where if you don't golf. We want you to see this trip and be like, yo, maybe I shouldn't spend money on all the dumb shit I spend money on. Maybe I should be spending money on picking up some sticks, learning how to play because I want to get out there. Because Bandon is definitely a place that I feel any golfer needs to go visit. One thousand percent. Like you have to. It's, um, you know, there's the, the saying that I heard out there a lot is, you know, golf how it's meant to be. And it truly is like it's you against the elements in like this beautiful, you know, land that they've created out of nothing. You know what I mean? It's, and, it's unbelievable. For me, you know, I've been I've been in the golf space now for about twelve years mm-hmm. and it's always been Pebble. It's yeah. always been Pebble. Gotta go to Pebble, gotta go to Pebble. Dude, I still haven't gotten to Pebble yet. You know what? But <laughs> I don't even think about Pebble anymore. No, I just I just want my next trip to Bandon. So let me tell you. So I was with it was Roger Steele, Joe Hooks, Christian Evans, and Rory Brocklery. And uh, Joe Hooks and Christian are pro, uh, you know, semi professional golf. Well, I guess they're pro pro golfers, but they're on the smaller tours. Um, they've all been to Pebble, and they said Pebble has nothing on Bandon, nothing. And you know, it's crazy because. Pebble has this like, you know, it has this aura to it, but I don't think people realize how gorgeous the views at Bandon are. They're absolutely they're un- amazing. They're unbelievable. Uh Bandon Trails is my happy place on the planet. Yeah. It's I mean, you put me on the tee box at one at Bandon Trails. I'm I'm happy. I it, nothing could I could shoot 110. I wouldn't yeah. care. I mean, yeah, I would care. I'm not going to lie. A little bit. But it's so it's just magical. It's just magical. Magical. Yeah. And you guys, did you stay on the resort? Did you stay there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we stayed in the resort. I forget uh, which cabins we stayed in, but it was one of the one of the newer ones that they just built. Um, yeah, dude, it's great. I mean, the way they have it set up there is just amazing. Like, dude, you can call and get a tram to wherever you need to go, <laughs> and you're you're there in 15 minutes or less. Yep. You it's know so, what I mean? It's so cool. And all the, I mean, the food and the amenities were amazing abandoned. Um, They literally, it's so crazy because they have this like small town where I feel like it's just nothing there. And they made this beautiful like golf community in it. Right. And And that's uh, what Joe and I were talking about. That's could be at Coyote Springs. Yeah. One thousand. You know, a destination. If they had, if they had four courses out there in a resort, like a hotel room, a casino, I mean... Yeah, it would be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And then I, uh, you know, for me, 
the courses all look very inviting because it's link style, but those fairways are, are most of them are pretty large. You know, they have a lot of room for you to mess up. I mean, if you if you mess up big time, you're not going to find your ball. But, you know, it just like you said, you could you honestly could shoot in the hundreds and probably not care as much, at least as and anywhere the, else the, in the home course. What's nice about them is because they're modeled after, you know, golf, how it's supposed to be. They're not long. They're, you know, they, they average, I think, 6,300 yards, yeah. all the courses out there, because there's a lot of elements. There's a lot of wind. There's rain. Yep. It's cold. Yep. Um, and so a lot of those elements take that 6,800 and bring it down to 62, 63. Yep. So did you, did you get to see all the courses? Yes, we played all the courses, um, it, including the preserve, which I think I was telling you at Coyote, uh, yeah. we stopped at nine because it was... 50 mile an hour winds in our faces and we couldn't even get the ball to go 130 yards <laughs> Isn't that nuts yeah and also so, i will really quick i was telling joe that i think you're an insane person there's no way in hell i can walk all those courses in a day oh yeah you could <laughs> no the soul i've done it twice i've done it twice and and i would have gone this year if we got in man i it is my dogs were barking every day <laughs> Well, the Bannon has a really unique thing. So, um, if you play a round of golf, yep, and then you buy a second round, it's half off. Oh, okay. The third round, if you play a third round in the same day, it's free. Oh, okay. If you play a fourth round, they give you a hundred bucks. See, I didn't know that. Not a lot of people know about that, yeah. but that's that's one of the things when they created it is they wanted it. Hey, uh, they'll never the tee times the the rate will never be over. Uh, 299 I think that's the highest they'll ever go for a rate okay um, so if you pay that that 300 bucks basically your next round's 150 the next round's free and then they give you 100 bucks dude you can't beat that so when you get done with the solstice as you walk off the last green yeah. they're there handing you a crispy hundred dollar oh, bill oh man it's I mean it's it's a long day it's, yeah, yeah. it's 20 I think 26 and a half 27 miles walking um, I, I have a caddy, so I'm, I'm not, yeah, that yeah. Dumb. My, oh. my buddy, Andrew, he carries his bag. Oh, and that he's a real insane person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm not doing that, but we, we got lucky the first year we had trails was first and that's the most, you know, you saw how yeah. high up it goes and, yeah. and, uh, so that one would be a struggle for the last round of the day. Yeah. But what, what course, uh, stood out to you the most? All right. So trails to me was, um, it was cool because that's the one course there that's not like the other ones. I feel like the other ones have some a lot of similarities to them. And then you get into trails and you're just like, dude, where where am I? You know what I mean? You, you've gone to another where's, another where's land. the ocean? Yeah, what? yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, but the ones that really stood out to me was Old Mac. It just seemed like such a fun track, you know. Um, and then with Old Mac is so cool too because you kind of start off and it's like you're more inland and it's not like a whole bunch of things scenery wise to look at. And then, um, what's the crest that hill? Yeah. What's the tree called? Third hole. The dead tree. The, the snag, the snag you get yeah. to that tree and it's like, it's like, okay, you've seen that before. If you're a golfer, you've seen it some, somehow. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it gives you the feeling. And then when you turn there and you're playing that next hole that where you have to hit past the tree, mm-hmm. it's just like, dude, this is amazing. And then once you get past that, you're just trekking toward the ocean 
and then the views just get better and better and better as you get along. And so good. Yeah, Old Mac was one of my favorites. And then um, Sheep Ranch was like, I mean, every hole had the view. You know what I mean? That first that first approach shot on Sheep. Yeah. After after you hit your tee yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. And then you walk down and, and that approach. Dude, it's like um, it's like an infinity pool. Like green yeah. is like an infinity pool, and then it's just the ocean behind you. It's, yeah, it's, it's insane. So cool. And then 16, where you're like the farthest point. You know what I mean? Yep. It's it's insane. Such an insane course. Our our caddy was telling us that as you're walking down the fairway on one to the green, over to the right, there's that house. Yeah. Uh, all by itself, and uh, Kaiser offered her twenty million dollars for the property, and they said no. Wow. <laughs> it's been in their family for generations, wow. and they have no desire to leave. And it's like. Could you just imagine them building condos all down that hillside? That's insane. Oh, it would be just man. And then twenty million. You heard they're building another course, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just insane. heard somebody the other day was saying that Doke is building another par three course out there. Oh, dude. Because Core Crenshaw did the preserve. Okay. Which is the best par three course yeah, in America. That's a great par three course. I don't care well, what anybody says. Nine, nine of those holes were amazing anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the rest look like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that. I love how they have the little uh, Mackenzie Walker bags mm-hmm. there. So you don't even have to bring a bag. You just bring some clubs and then pick up a bag. Yep. And I mean, it's, it is, it's golf Mecca in my oh, opinion. 1, I, I don't think anything could, could touch it. I, there's places I haven't been yet. You know, I haven't, I haven't been to Pebble. Yeah. I haven't been to Branson. Uh, but I've been down to Florida, and I went to Cabot, and uh, there, nothing, in my opinion, can even come close to what no. Bannon, Bannon is. is something different. It's so special. Well, next time you go, you got to play. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. So if if we get into the solstice, don't ask you to come? Is that what you're saying? Uh, uh, I mean, it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no to Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's you know so the good. other thing too is like since i was filming i was telling joe that you know every hole was a little bit longer for me because i'm jumping from one side of the fairway running over to another side so i'm like zigzagging the whole thing so i probably walked a lot more in a day than i thought i did you know so yeah. maybe maybe playing would wouldn't be as tough you know but definitely How, was the weather was the weather good for you guys yeah so the first night um so the first night was kind of wild because we had a uh, three o'clock or three thirty tea time on Bandon Dunes, right? So we all fly in. Um, had some issues with the rental uh, truck. It was supposed to be a bigger than what we got. So stuff a smaller truck full of all of our stuff. Mm. Yeah, and then you got to take that three hour drive down to Eugene, or I'm sorry, from Eugene down to Bandon, um, and then we pretty much had to like drop like our bags off at the hotels and then run over to abandon and just get out there right so it was like very rushed when we got there yeah and kind of sucks yeah but the first tee box the wind is like 30 40 miles an hour um it's overcast and there's like a little bit of fog and i'm just like i'm freezing because i just came from 110 degrees when, when i left vegas <laughs> to that to yeah. you know it's like 50 degrees with this like 40 mile an hour wind in summer in summertime yeah with no sun in sight and it's like the middle of the afternoon um and i was like oh this is about to suck these next four and a half hours are about to suck and um 
it was really cool because I feel like everybody kind of started like losing a little momentum, uh, maybe like six holes in, seven holes in, because it was just it was brutal, you know, those first like six holes, and uh, we got some transfusions in us, and then uh, <laughs> the su- dude the, that always helps, yeah, and then the wind died and the sun came out, and dude, then you start seeing like the course better and it just looks beautiful and it was just like we all got like rejuvenated and it just made the rest of the round amazing um the rest of the time we were there honestly it was like wind kept coming in and out but it was never too bad you know um definitely closer to the ocean is when you got that really terrible wind but um for the most part we had pretty good conditions that's awesome yeah See, my first time there, we were on a family trip. Uh, we went to Crater Lake and then cut across to Bandon, then up to Newport, went to the Rogue Brewery. and uh, But that drive from Crater Lake west to the coast is when I firmly believe started believing in Sasquatch. Oh, oh yeah. They're, they could, right? Uh-huh. So yep. being out here in the desert and then going up there, dude. So you would never find them. <laughs> I, You'd never find him. I have, uh, you know, I, I'm I've lived in cities my whole life, and I'm kind of like, I have an unnatural fear of like, like I just <laughs> like people that live in the wilderness like that. Like I think it's really weird to me, um, yeah. and just as we're driving and you're just like you're trying to like look through the trees, you know what I mean? Because there's nothing but just miles of trees. And it's just like you start thinking like, yo, you know, maybe uh, maybe Bigfoot is out here. Oh yeah, maybe and he is he could, real. He could be a hundred yards, and no, you one would ever never know. know it. Never know. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> so that that trip is when I started believing in Sasquatch. Yep. And then um, I played Pack Dunes. Was the I only signed up to play one course because it was just we weren't there for long. Oh, okay. And I just I wanted to play one course. I fell in love with Doke after I played uh, Stream Song Blue. And so I got there. It was it was like a ten o'clock tea time. It was overcast. It was foggy. It was yeah. a little windy. It was a little wet with rain. The <laughs> California fires just had tons of smoke in the air. Oh, man. And I had a blast. Yep. It was so much fun. <laughs> and I'm like, they threw every element that I hate at me. Yeah, yeah. And I had a blast. blast. There's something special with that. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, when we were out there, Rory was having that issue because he lives in Texas. And, um, you know, it's pretty similar to the weather that we have here. You know what I mean? Um, and when we first got out there, he was like, oh, he was like, this is, this is not the type of stuff I like to golf in. (laughs) And, but, but the ground is so different. It's different. And I'm telling you, it's, there's something in the air out there that just like, you know, it, it's enlightening. enlightening. Yeah. 1000%. So, uh, Joe may be the better golfer, but you got, you now have a VGA win, VGN win. That's true. Which he doesn't have. That's true. Like points. You work for Roger Steele. Yeah. And you've been to Bandit. Yeah. I, so. My my bucket list is getting checked off. <laughs> you, know, you can have your little handicap. I got some other shit going on. <laughs> well, hey man, thanks so much for hopping on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, congrats on the win. Uh, you gonna be defending out at the Las Vegas National? Yeah, I was looking at it. that's that's why I hit you up yesterday because I was like, oh, I don't even know where I am in the standings, and I was looking at it. And yeah, dude, I think I think I need to go out in there and just win that one. 
Cause that'll that'll really put me near the top. You you jumped yeah, yeah. like a lot with this win. Yeah, so so it feels a little too good. So I might just have to <laughs> I might have to repeat. Might have to go back to back. And I gotta find. I I said this on our show. Um, I I gotta find out who has the ball marker. Um, I don't know if Lance got it from Colby or oh, shoot, Colby's okay. still hoarding hoarding it. Cause we gotta get that to you so you can yeah, yeah definitely have that in your possession for a little Most while. Definitely. So. Thanks a lot, Mikey. No I appreciate it. Um, keep it up. Keep up the good work. And uh, let Roger know we said hi. Yeah, definitely will, bro. All right, man. Thank Can't you, brother. You. See you later.